Hello and welcome back to the QCC. I am Sarah, joined by Natalie. And Natalie brought another friend with us. She's on quite a roll with that, Corey Rinskoff. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Of, of course. Okay, so Corey, you have a, what do I call it, an uh, online store? So um, I have a DIY, yes. a little DIY studio, and obviously things look different these days than what they looked two years ago. But so I have a DIY studio and we also have an online store as okay. well. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about Bell's Box Collective yeah. and how it started? Yeah. So Bell's Box Collective, um, it's been a fun little journey to get to where we are now in our pink studio where originally I started in the corporate world. So that's a whole long story and we can totally get into oh, yeah, that. Oh yeah, we will. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> we can get into that. Um, yeah, so we're a DIY studio, and we focus on bringing our community together through creativity. And so those are our really big points that we love in our pink studio. That's awesome. I love – so, like, that's our, the purpose of this podcast is kind of, like, to celebrate creativity in the Charlotte area. And so to see someone that loves and is so passionate about creativity as well, that's just like, oh. We yeah. align so well. Yeah. Because you started it to bring people in to do like workshops, right? And classes and Yeah. So I started in twenty seventeen I started our opened up at our, our pink studio and the entire point was I wanted to teach them classes, but I also wanted to bring creatives in from all over the Queen City to come in and teach their talents to these people. And one, selfishly, I got to learn the crafts and the skills and the <laughs> trades of these different people, but it was so neat to see so many people learn different things over the graph, craft table. Excuse me, I can't talk today. Over the craft table and just have so much fun and connect over something that wasn't work. It wasn't, you know, a sorority or whatnot. It was because we were connecting over something that was creative mm -hmm. and we were passionate about. And so that was what we started in 2017. And so we've had so many workshops over the past, how many years? I've lost track of time at this point with COVID. But... We've had so many workshops and so many amazing, talented, different creatives that have come in. And so things look a little different right now with COVID. Of course. Yeah. And so right now I'm solely teaching our classes. So we still do things like floral arranging and candle making and jewelry making. Love candle making. Yeah. We have so much fun. We, you know, we, we have a good time with whatever we do. Um, but we've kind of narrowed it down where it's just me at the moment because okay. we can handle smaller classes and smaller groups. You said pink studio a couple times. Oh, yeah. What is this? Well, we are cute and sweet little pink studio. So years ago when I worked in the corporate world, it was this gray cube that I tell everybody, man, by the end of my seven years there, it was just sucking the life right out of me. And everything was gray and the walls mm -hmm. were gray. The floor was gray. And I was like, I have to have something that is more just positive and creative and that sparks this inspiration in me and I love the color pink and I was like you know what I think we should have a pink studio and so our studio is pink so everybody comes in and they have a great time in the pink studio and it's you know sweet and pink and like little and petite and so we have so much fun it's perfect we were just talking about this when you came in I shared something similar about my past job too and how mm -hmm. I was in like this cubicle or not cubicle there's just like cinder block cube with like no windows at my last job and how good it felt to come here with just some light and some windows and how it does just suck yeah, the life out of it, you. It's crazy when you think about it and there's so many good things that I took from my time in the corporate world that I really appreciate but being in a space that inspires you when you walk in the door and you just feel that like bubbly energy mm -hmm. like in that instant is something that I didn't have there and I've also always used creativity as a source for an outlet for my anxiety and for my stress. And 
being in that little gray cubicle, you just don't have opportunities to do that and staring at a computer all day long with no windows, like you said. And so having a space for me that when I walk in, I know I'm going to be inspired and I'm going to be able to like just hit the ground running and have fun and just do what I love. And you inspire other people as well while you're doing that. Well, thank you. That's So that's yeah. our motto. We've got a big sign up on our wall that says, let's be inspired. And so that's what we want. We want people to be inspired to do things that are outside their comfort zone and connect with people that they've never met before. Were you always um, creative? Like you obviously went into a corporate job. Did you do that because you felt like that was the next thing you needed to do or that's what everybody does? Yes. Well, so I've always been creative since I was little. Like I've the very first thing that I remember asking for for Christmas was I was like, I want in that JCPenney wish catalog, I want that toy sewing machine. And my mom was like, why would I get her a toy sewing (laughs) machine? Let's just get her a real one. And so I started sewing when I was probably like seven or eight. And so I started doing all this fun stuff. And over the years, you know, we grow up and we go into the corporate world. And I graduated in 2008. And in 2008 was when there were no jobs in public relations. So um, you guys are in the media. Y'all probably remember what 2008 was like when, you know, things just weren't happening. The economy wasn't great. The economy (laughs) wasn't great. great. And so I ended up finding myself at a financial institution here in Charlotte, which was not what I had planned on. I thought I was going to do something in events. And um and then all of a sudden, seven years went by, and I was still there. So, yeah. That's where you ended up with that. So what, when did you know you had to, like, okay, I have to leave, and this is what I'm going to do? Like, you had a plan coming out of it that this is what you were going to do for sure, or you didn't? Kind of. Okay. Kind of. <laughs> um, I would like to say that I walked out of those doors, and all of a sudden, Bell's Box Collective was born, and it was a huge success, and it was like, boom, everything fell into place. But when I left the, the corporate world, I thought at the time I had just gotten married, and I was like, you know what? The only thing that is the only thing I could possibly do is do something in the wedding world. And so for about a year, I dabbled in working in the wedding world. So Bell's Box, and everybody always asks me where the name Bell's Box came from, but when I first started my business, I was going to have, or I did, I had an online planning company called Bell's Box where girls could work without a wedding planner. And so we DIY'd weddings, and it was the intention. Yeah, and so when I started the Pink Studio, I said, you know what, I'm going to teach girls how to plan their wedding without a wedding planner. They can come in for classes. We'll teach them. We'll do hands-on stuff. And the more I started thinking about it, literally within like the first two months of me opening my studio, I said, I know a whole lot more people that want to come in like drink wine and play with pretty flowers that are my friends that are not getting married. (laughs) And that sounds like a better time to me. And the further away I got from my own wedding, the more I realized that I did not, it fit me like an itchy sweater. (laughs) I had to get out of the wedding world. And so... I did. And so that's when we started bringing on other creatives. So it kind of snowballed from there. I knew I had this space. I knew I wanted to teach and I knew I wanted to be creative. And I knew there were a lot of things that I didn't know how to do, but other creatives knew how to do it and they needed a space because a lot of people wouldn't have that opportunity. And so, yeah, so that's how it kind of snowballed from there. It didn't, it didn't happen overnight. But the other thing is when I was in the corporate world, And I mean, I'm telling you, my anxiety and my stress was just out of this world because once again, I was dealing with things and people that were not my passion. And 
I was slowly dying on the vine. I know I say that all the time, but that's what I felt like. I, I think I look at pictures of myself then and the color of my skin just didn't look mm-hmm. healthy. Like I just didn't, I wasn't living my best life. And my dad got sick. And when my dad got sick, I realized I need to figure out a way to have more creativity in my life because I would sit there and I would doodle all day just to kind of take my mind off of things. And so when my dad got sick, I was like, I got to get out of here. This is something that I'm not fulfilling my destiny. (laughs) As cheesy as that sounds, like I've got to figure out a way to manage the stress. And obviously, the older we get, the more stress comes into our lives and the harder decisions we have to make. And I was just thinking, you know, if I'm in my 20s feeling this way, what am I going to feel like when all of the other pressures of life come my way? So that was something that I was like, I have to do it. And I have to figure out something that I can. And so my now husband and I, we talked on probably he's like oh my gosh please shut up about this <laughs> but what it was that I could do and so we did a lot of brainstorming before mm-hmm. I actually left and took that jump. I was gonna ask how he um how he took all of that you know like leaving because sometimes for uh like especially when you have a, a partner and you have to kind of like not run it by them but they have to be involved in that too and like you can be scary because you're coming yeah. from a source of you know a steady income or paycheck, and then you're going to go do something else. Yeah. Like that can be a- well, I have to say, I don't know how I got so lucky, but he is one of the most supportive people. And I should note that we work together. <laughs> when we and that's how I met him was I met him through this company, and so we worked together. We went to lunch together. We were always together, and. It was wonderful. Like we were like, we love getting to be around each other so much. And so that was the hardest part was knowing that I wasn't going to get to see him as Mm -hmm. much. But now fast forward six, seven years that I've been gone, it's like, oh, well, now this is pretty cool because we have other things to talk about. And he's so supportive. And then about two and a half years ago, he actually, because he knew he didn't want to be there forever. And so he started his own firm and went out on his own and joined me in the entrepreneur world. And so it's been really fun because it doesn't matter what it is that we talk about. He's in finance. I'm in crafting. There aren't a lot of like Uh parallels, right? (laughs) Like you wouldn't think, oh man, like it's just so similar, but we have so much in common and the marketing side of things and like the brainstorming side of things. And so, man, I'm telling you, I'm like getting red in the face right now just thinking about it because we get so excited when we get to just feed off of each other and the creativity that goes into being a small business owner. So, yeah, because even in like in the, even in the finance, I'm assuming you have to be kind of creative when you're an entrepreneur, even in finance or any kind of non-creative field, right? So you're probably like fueling his ideas. Well, and anytime you're in any type of business, I mean, think about everything that goes into any business, whether Mm -hmm. you're a bakery, whether you're a crafter, whether you're in finance, you are sitting there and you're like, okay, I have to wear all the hats. I have to figure out how to do my marketing. I have to do my social media. And then I have to actually figure out like how to sell my trade Mm -hmm. and a salesperson. So you are literally juggling everything. So we've had so much fun getting to be just each other's sounding board. So he's taking it really well to answer your question, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you've mentioned you, when you were in corporate, you dealed with a lot of stress and anxiety. Um, I'm assuming that kind of got alleviated when you, when Bell's Box, I'm, I'm sorry, you're Bell's Box and what? Bell's Box Collective. Bell's Box Collective. You're good, you're good. I call it Bell's Box sometimes Bell's too, Box. so you're okay. good. So when all that started and kind of got off the ground, did that any of that stress and anxiety alleviate or did it just manifest into something else or? Definitely alleviated. And honestly, I think that when 
when I left the corporate world, obviously, anytime you start a business, there are going to be things. Yeah, it's terrifying. (laughs) And you're like, oh my gosh, I have to figure out how to make people like buy what I'm selling and figure that part out. So that was terrifying. So there are stresses that come along with that. But every single thing about having a business to me and getting to be in control and me getting to run the show and not building something for someone else just thrills me. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know any other way to say it. So I do have stressful days now, but then I kind of get recentered about why I'm doing what I'm doing and I get connected with my community and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I tell people this all the time too, that prior to me having my business, I wasn't loving living in Charlotte because I didn't know that there was this creative community that was here. I, you know, dealt with finance people all the time Mm -hmm. and I was, I would tell my husband, I'd be like, you know, I just don't see us being in Charlotte forever because it just seems too square for me. Like I want to be where, you know, there are creatives all around, whatever it is. And so now that I have this business, I am constant. that's all I'm surrounded by are creatives and I love it. And I think, wow, what a cool place Charlotte is because I know people that do so many different things. And I actually just had a conversation with one of my friends from my hometown and she's an incredible artist. And she said, you know, my dad said I'd never make money doing this. (laughs) And I'm from a very small town and that's the mentality. Like, that's and so being a part of something like this it's amazing like you can make a living doing this you can have fun doing this and you can be passionate about it and you don't have to have some stodgy job that mm-hmm. you're trying to fit into it's great inspiring messages here today <laughs> we we hear that that message of you're not going to be you're not going to make money as an artist so often with anyone that comes into this podcast so it's it's so like that's not the mentality you're supposed yeah, to have like yeah. do but that's what, what they were told yeah yeah, yeah. And so breaking out of that and figuring out that, okay, I just need to surround myself with people that encourage me yeah. and that get what I'm doing. And, you know, when you're from small towns, that's hard to do sometimes. And so it's been really neat to be here in Charlotte, and I'm I'm loving it now. Good. How did COVID impact your business? Because yeah. obviously small business, you had had some momentum going in. You said you left and went, you started in 2017, so you had a couple of years there you were gaining a lot of momentum doing oh, some cool yeah. things and then COVID hit oh man in Mar or in February of 2020 I was like this is it like if you ask me and my husband actually did ask me the other day like what does your ideal business look like and I'm like the exact way it looked in February of 2020 <laughs> it was oh humding and along I was thinking this is it I finally found my rhythm like we went through the holiday season, so our, our quarter before COVID, oh my gosh, it was just amazing. I was like, this is so cool, between all of the different creatives that we had in to teach classes and then all of the different groups that we worked with. I was like, this is this is the stuff that dreams are made of. And obviously then 2020 happened. And to be honest, the first couple months of COVID, while it was scary, it was kind of exhilarating because I thought, man, this is a chance for me to take a little break from just like running because 2017 to 2020, I have been scrambling like on my own. I've had a couple people here and there work with me and work for me, but for the most part, it's been me on my own. I'm like, okay, so this is going to be cool. Mm -hmm. I haven't had the chance to do some of the creative things that I've wanted to do. So we did like a crafting with kids series. And I said, I'm going to do this crafting with kids series until COVID's over. (laughs) Three times a week, I'll come into your Instagram live. (laughs) Oh yeah, I was lofty, lofty goals. Three times a week, I'm going to teach your kids how to do crafts with stuff you can find around the house. 
And, you know, I'm thinking, four weeks? I got this in the bag. Like, I, I have tons of crafts to do. And then it kept going on and on. And <laughs> But I was tapping into a part of my creativity that running a business I wasn't getting to do. Yeah. And so that part for me was really cool. Um, and then, you know, we it drug on and on and on. And I ended up saying, like, Mother's Day is going to be my last crafting with kids series because that was a full-time job. And I was like, I actually do have to make money at some point mm-hmm. and not just do Instagram videos. Um, and then, so yeah, we shut down our, our live events. And uh, I knew a lot of my friends and were moving towards, and a lot of my peers in the creative space were moving more towards doing online courses. And that just wasn't something that I was passionate about. And I was like, you know, if I'm going to do this for, you know, whatever it is, six months, whatever we thought at the time. I was like, I want to do something that actually, like, gets me to be creative and gets me to be inspired. And the online courses just weren't it. And that's not something that I wanted for my business um, and wanted to put the the actual effort into, especially after doing all of the videos and the tutorials through the Crafting with Kids series. Um, so I started making masks and started sewing again. And I did that for about five months, and it was great. My community rallied behind me, helped me pay my bills at the studio, and kept us going. And then I was like, okay, I think I've tapped out of that. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we're done with that. And so I was like, I need to, for me personally, I need to get back to doing my events with people. And people were getting to the point where they were hanging out in little pods. And so we brought out the just our private events and I was like you know it used to be if you wanted to have a private workshop it was really expensive and people need creativity in their life right now and that's something I can give them so we started doing small pods of people with at least five people so it was people they were hanging out with every day and everybody would wear masks we'd come Mm -hmm. in we'd pour candles or we'd do something creative and so that has been the number one thing that we've been doing since I guess probably we started that in September um, of last year. So we started doing our small groups. So that's, I love how you found the positives of, I was you know, say, yeah. of COVID first as a small business owner, cause it could be so scary, but then also how you kept just changing and pivoting based on what was going on too. And you, you also listened to yourself. So obviously with the crafting with kids, that was burning you up pretty quickly yeah. as it <laughs> yeah. should have. Right, right. <laughs> but then with the masks too, you knew when to stop. And I think that's that being that aware of your needs also, that's, and just pivoting that's that's amazing to be yeah. able to do that with well, thank you. a pandemic going on because i know a lot of us had burnout oh I, just, and i still have burnout yeah. like i i think and especially right now i think everybody's feeling a little bit of heightened anxiety with all of the news right now and you're just like okay so how are we going to pivot again like mm-hmm. what are what's next so yeah. as a small business owner and i've had several conversations with my small business friends and we all have the same feeling like okay we got to like we got to get we got to get pumped up again. We got to because we have done this so long like we can't give up now kind oh, no. of thing. No. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not an option yeah. now. Exactly. So what is next? So we're going to continue. I just <laughs> this summer I had just started opening back up public workshops and talking to different creatives to come in and I decided to go ahead out of an abundance for caution just to hold back on that for a little mm-hmm. bit longer. Um, we did one public workshop and it was great. We had a an amazing turnout and so much fun and uh, I was like you know I don't think that we're going to continue that for just a little while because I think it literally was the week that everybody started getting stressed mm-hmm. out again so we're going to continue with our private parties and our workshops and 
maybe sprinkle in some more fun stuff along the way. I haven't decided yet. I love that. That's that awesome. You, can, yeah. you have that. Um, one of the things you talk about a lot is community and how important that is to you to, you know, be creative and have that community. And um, you have talked about on your Instagram recently um, about your struggles with fertility and what you're going through with um, some fertility treatments you're going through. And you mentioned that it has helped you like connect with other women and connect with that community even more. And sharing your story has helped them come and talk to you and be more open with you and share their stories. Can you talk more about that yeah. and what that's been like? I get goosebumps when I think about this because I'm I'm a pretty open book. Like if you meet me, you're going to know. <laughs> you're going to know like what I had for lunch today and what what is going on in my life. Um and I don't always talk about that stuff on social media because I try to keep certain things private with my and my husband's really private. He like does not love social media. He's like, "Oh my gosh." Um and so I try to keep things a little more private when it comes to what it is that I share. And I, I told my husband, like, we go on these little walks every morning. And I told him, I was like, I'm feeling really disconnected with, I have all this thing, all, all of these things that I want to talk about. But I feel like if you don't know where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. then it's going to fall on deaf ears. And they're going to be like, oh, Corey, just living over there in our pink little, like, perfect world. And that was really stressing me out that I was coming across almost tone deaf in on social media, especially during a pandemic. And I wanted people to know that one, like, while I'm bubbly and I'm excited and I'm inspired most days, like I do have hard things that I deal with. And so I kind of talked to my husband about that. And I was like, this is something I'm thinking I want to share. And he, you know, it took him a little, he was like, let me think about like, cause it affects him too. Right. And he's like, okay. And so we talked a little bit about it and he was like, I think that's a good idea. I think you need to talk about it. Um, and so when I told people that, I remember the first time I had somebody come into the studio and she was just doing a one, like a private candle pouring session. And I did not know this woman. And she started talking to me and I said, yeah, like, I, I don't know how it came up, but I told them that we were struggling to have children and everything. And all of a sudden, two hours had gone by. She had cried. I had cried. Oh she was going through the same thing. And I get goosebumps when I think about it because I was like, this is something that we would have never connected if I hadn't spoken up about it. And I don't mind for people to know it's something that I'm dealing with. And honestly, it helps me tell people because then people don't walk into the studio and say, oh my gosh, like, do you have a little girl? Do you you must have the best like crafts with your kids? And I'm like, no kids, why not? Like, and it's just a constant thing. And so one, selfishly, like I don't get those questions anymore because I've been open about it and people are like, hey, we're wishing you luck and thank you. Mm -hmm. But two, these people that have come out of the woodwork and this woman that I was speaking to that day we're friends now and we've cheered each other on during both of our fertility journeys and I just think that's the coolest thing and so that was one experience I had with it and I I have dozens of experiences like that that people and close friends of mine that I had no idea went through that and they're like let me tell you about how many times I went through this and I have these messages on my social media and it breaks my heart gives me so much inspiration like all of those things and it's amazing to me. I'm like, okay, sharing our stories and sharing our struggles helps connect us as community. Mm -hmm. And if I'm all about community, then let me tell you my struggles, girl. Like I got them. So yeah, I think that's important too. Cause you can look at social media as just a highlight of everybody else is doing so many cool things and they have it all together and they do, they get to do this and that. But yeah, sharing. It's it's brave too, to share that like, Hey, I'm going through some really 
tough times right now or like the last five years or so have been really tough. Let me tell you about it. And then let me show you all these beautiful pink decorations. Like the two can go hand in hand. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it's. Well, and I always say like, let me tell you about my struggles and then let me tell you how I'm going to combat them. And here's what I'm doing. Like today was really hard. And then I came into the pink studio and I picked up a craft. So I have a thing like on Wednesdays, I do craft Wednesdays Mm -hmm. and I typically have some kind of fun craft. And sometimes it's something I blog about. Sometimes it's something that we do for a workshop, but sometimes it's something that I do for myself. And that's super important to me to have because I need it. I need to have anxiety Mm -hmm. outlets and stress outlets. And I think everybody does. And so there are so many studies that are done when it comes to creative pieces and crafting and what it does for our brain and the endorphins that it releases and just it is I'm here to tell you it works it helps <laughs> me I I think it's a, a big deal <laughs> yeah absolutely awesome do you have anything else I don't think so do you have anything else you want to tell us that's coming up or I mean just come in and pour candles book a private workshop can we go do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I will say I I mean not to toot our own horn but we've got the cutest candle bar because we have we love using pieces that you can incorporate into as decor in your home. And so it's so much fun. And so everybody gets to pick it out. And, you know, we have 75 different scents that you get to play and mix with and have a good time. And so right now that's been one of our lifebloods at the studio is our candle pouring. And I think it helps that everybody has smelly kids and they're like, we're going to need a candle like while we're <laughs> yeah, in a pandemic. So yeah. So come pour candles. I think that's, that's one of the things I'd like to share. Absolutely. And it's going on my list. You haven't checked out Corey's yes. Instagram. You have to, it's so inspiring and so fun and just uplifts your mood. Um, and it's at Bell's Box Collective. You got it. Yeah. So you yeah. need to check it out and see her stories. And you know what we didn't talk about, though, oh. that we should real quick before we wrap up is the balloons. Oh, yeah. That you're doing and like how you kind of got into that and like why that's like you're bringing joy. Literally, you're making all these cool balloon installations and like taking a little fun piece to a party. Yeah. Or well, that was another thing. I was like, you know, we do all this stuff. So we rent our space out for different parties. Um at the pink studio so we rent it out and so people will come in and i'm like hey if you want a balloon arch let me know like i'll do decor i'll do flowers for you like it's all part of the packages that we offer and i thought well some of my friends were like hey can you do a balloon arch for me and i was like yeah you know balloon arches have come such a long way when i first did my very first one in 2017 um i did you know this big arch at the studio mm-hmm. to like at a catawba walk event and i used chicken wire and i taped every single balloon to that chicken wire and now there are all these beautiful techniques that make it so much easier <laughs> and so I started doing that and honestly it it's crazy how many people want balloons for whatever it is oh my like, gosh they're so popular yeah they're yeah. so popular so that has been something especially this summer where people have been on vacation more man I tell you what I'm they're keeping me busy with ballooning <laughs> yeah I remember watching your Instagram stories where you were doing like it was I don't know if it was your first one, but you were doing it with your sister for your sister's baby shower. Oh, yeah. And you were like walking through, like, I'm going to show you how to do it. And you like walked through the yeah. steps. And I, I was very invested because I was like, OK, what's going to happen next? And what's it going <laughs> to look like at the like? end? And it was so cool to see how it all came together. I need to do an updated one of those. But yeah, they're so they're so much fun. And I think that balloons are an easy way that you can add a little bit of joy to and a big impact, too. I mean, let's be serious Absolutely, for yeah for not a huge dollar amount that you can add some little pizzazz to your party. So pizzazz. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's very cool. Awesome. Well, Corey, thank you so much for coming in. And um, again, where can they find you on Instagram? You can find us at Bell's Box Collective. 
on Instagram. And then our website is bellsboxcollective.com. Awesome. And we will tag everything. We'll tag you in our posts and everything so people can find you easily. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, you can check us out at the QCC on Instagram or at spiraclebuzz.com. You've been listening to QCC. Thank <laughs> you.